0: From the Raceway at Belle Isle Park in Detroit, Michigan, it's time
1: for the Indy Lights, presented by Cooper Tires on SiriusXM IndyCar Nation. On an overcast day in Detroit, Michigan, we're set to go racing for the Indy Lights Series presented by Cooper Tires. My my name is Nick Yeoman. Thank you so much for tuning in to IndyCar Radio as we are set to go racing. It is the Indy Lights Grand Prix of Detroit presented by Cooper Tires, a 30-lap race around the streets of Belle Isle, this bumpy street circuit for the future stars of the NTT IndyCar Series. Davey Hamilton joins me. And Davey, we've gone seven for seven so far this season with pole sitters winning races but we saw yesterday throughout the pack uh, a lot of drivers leaning on each other we saw some carbon fiber left on the racetrack this is a unforgiving racetrack that i think we expect to uh, be similarly tough on these drivers today
2: yeah and, and you're right it's been the pole sitters the guy to watch and the guy that's been winning these indy lights races but It's going to change. It's going to change, I'm going to have to say. But right now, um, this is one of the courses that's going to be probably difficult. It's very hard to pass. It's very bumpy, as you said. Track is very fast right now. The grip's good. Um, The track's clean. So I I expect uh, a a good race today. But that pole center definitely has an advantage.
1: And the race winner yesterday was Kyle Kirkwood, who led all 25 laps. He was challenged late in the event by Linus Lundqvist, who ultimately got the margin down to a half second. comes homo in the second position toby salary in third and then all three of those drivers ended up in the fountain it was salary and lundquist giving the old heave ho tossing kyle kirkwood into the water and all three drivers ended up wet on a very very hot day in detroit your podium again though kirkwood lundquist and salary speaking of lundquist he carved a lot of points off of that deficit to his teammate david malucas he's now just three points behind malucas for the championship lead and wouldn't you know he is the pole sitter yesterday After his second-place run, Ryan Marine caught up with him in victory lane.
3: Championship lead down to just three points. That's what you're trying to chase down tomorrow, Linus. Uh, podium today, and you were running down the leader there at the end of that race. If you had a couple more laps, did you have something for him? Uh, I don't know, maybe a couple of laps, who would have known? But uh, I think, you know, we were quite evenly matched throughout the race, and I was trying to lay back a little bit, hoping that he would, um, you know, drop off massively. But I knew that around here, it is so difficult to overtake for, um, so something were happen. Either he would make a mistake or drop off totally. So I realized, you know, two laps to go i just went for it but yeah just not quite enough but uh still pretty happy with p2 Toby said that he was a little bit beat up after that run. How are you feeling? Yeah, well, you definitely feel the bumps, <laughs> I'll tell you that much. And in the heat as well, it doesn't make it easy for us. But just want to say a massive thank you to uh, to the guys at Global Racing Group and h Motorsports. They have uh, given me a great car. And obviously, we took pole later on this, uh, well, this morning and uh, we're on pole for tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to that. And a massive thank you to Honda HPD as well. Thanks for the time. Your thank race, you very much.
1: Your race winner. Thanks, guys. Uh, Kyle Kirkwood, who scored the victory today. Kirkwood will Start third and in victory lane. Yesterday, Rob Houghton talked to a very happy American winner.
4: Kyle Kirkwood, I think you know how important this race win was. You're able to get a victory in St. Petersburg. You come back and do it again here uh, at, at Detroit, but to be able to get back into the fight, I think you realize how important this was. Oh, it's extremely important. You know, we had a, a couple of uh, not-so-great races. IndyGP
5: was uh, we were a bit slower than, than what we expected, but we, we came off with the uh, the two fourth-place finishes, which is okay, um, but I knew coming into this race, this is this is going to be um, a game changer here, and um, it was just that so far. I mean, we got qualified first and uh, qualified third, and that's short qualifying earlier this morning and you know the andretti autosport 28 car has just been on rails um i couldn't be happier with the setup we started off quick we haven't really touched the car and um i think we're going to kind of just leave it for the race you know um that that race was so tough i gotta say i mean Linus kept me honest there he was on my tail he's within the push to pass so it just meant that i had to push the entire time uh, which is tough to do around the street course you know you're up against the walls you got the bumps my arms are starting to go numb by the end of the race so uh it's tiring at a point i just had to tell doug my engineer just leave me alone just because any radio stack just kind of messed me up a little bit so um i just wanted to be silent just focus on myself and not worry about what's behind me and uh that
4: seemed to work you guys rolled off the trailer really well meaning you only had to use one set of tires during the opening qualifying session you'll start third tomorrow but i think you have a fresh set of coopers what does that mean to, to tomorrow's strategy um
5: it definitely helps us i know lena's did the same they're on the same strategy with tires i think malukas went to new which is gonna i think hurt him a little bit from uh, from the p2 spot tomorrow we got a longer race which new tires means even faster at the end um but no it's 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 really good they're catching up to us we're really quick but um hopefully we've got the edge on them tomorrow
1: hey tough race get some rest thank you so it is time to go racing here on the streets of detroit that was kyle kirkwood yesterday's winner he will start third today and you can hear those engines fire for these 13 drivers in the Indy Light Series presented by Cooper Tires. Here is a look at the starting lineup for race number two. It'll be Linus Lundquist on the pole alongside points leader David Malukas in row two, a pair of Andretti Autosport teammates. Kyle Kirkwood, yesterday's winner, alongside Robert McGinnis. Another Andretti Autosport driver starts at fifth. That is Daniel Frost. From the Singapore, alongside Toby Sowery, who was on the podium yesterday. In row four, Benjamin Pedersen, who was a lot of fun to watch, trying to make moves throughout the field. He'll start alongside the Carlin Racing driver, Alex Peroni, from Australia. In row number five, it's Devlin De Francesco and Nikita Lashishkin. Row 12, Stingray Rob and Christian Bogle. And it'll be Antonio Saravalli starting shotgun thirteen on the field. Got a couple of good turn announcers out on the course to help call the action here at Belle Isle. They'll call turn six, And the inner loop of 7, 8, 9, 10, and 11. First, we check in. Good morning to Jake Quarry.
6: Good morning to you, Nick. It's great to be here in Belle Isle for this day number two of racing. But it's a little bit different than day one because yesterday was indeed hot. Today, just a little bit cooler and slightly overcast. We don't anticipate that any sort of weather will come into play over the course of today. Just green flag racing, hopefully, throughout. This field will make its way in to turn number five, which is a left-handed turn. And as they anticipate, that turn is right when they come into my view. But that left-handed turn can cause a little bit bit of a balance issue because the road or the street here in belle isle crowns just a little bit so you've got to be careful when you make that left-hander then it's a short area setting up for turn number six which kind of naturally sets you up for the right-handed turn but it is a very tight right-handed turn that is turn number six shortly after they make that turn they go underneath the Pier michigan bridge that is where they leave my view but it is not long after that that they did take a long straightaway. When they do so, they come into the view of Michael Young. Thank
7: you, Jay Queria. Good morning to you. They'll come underneath the Corvette Bridge, and they will set up for turn number seven full speed, and they'll woe those cars down. The right-hander into turn number seven has a very high curb on the inside of the track. The front right tires will actually come off of the racing surface as they make their way through turn number seven. Then they'll go up a gear or two to make them the way into turn number eight. It's the left-hander. It's a slower turn when the drivers go through turn number 8 as the field starts to make their way through right now. Turn number 8 is a left-hander and then they'll start to get back up to speed through turn number 9. A quick kink into turn number 10. That's a slight left-hander as well. And then they'll set up for that hard right-hander which is turn number 11. A very important part of the course you can make up or lose ground here in this inner loop. It's going to be interesting to see how these drivers manipulate that today. Looking forward to a great race today, Nick Yeoman. And again a beautiful day Not as Jake Query said not nearly as hot as yesterday, so hopefully beneficial to these drivers.
1: Yeah, and certainly for you guys as well out in the elements as well as our pit reporters. Uh, good to hear weather a little bit nicer today in Detroit. That is Jake Query and Michael Young who are going to help call the action. Field about to get the one to go signal so so plenty of time to check in with our two pit reporters who will be monitoring the action from pit lane we always hope that they're not very busy and that the racing is clean on the racetrack but just in case that's why they are there rob howden let's check in with you first Uh, a driver or storyline that you're watching as we're set to go racing here at detroit
4: Yeah, Nick, great to be here. And again, exactly right. Much more comfortable down here on pit lane than it was yesterday. Two guys I'm watching here right now because they've got different kind of stories for the weekend. You got Kyle Kirkwood, who won yesterday. Believes he's got a car that's able to pull away early in the race, but he's starting P3. It's going to be a bit different for Kyle. He's going to have to get a good jump and quickly get on it. Remember, push to pass does not work for the opening lap. He'll have to wait to lap number two. We'll see if he can go forward. For me, though, the other cool story is the black and white of David Malukas. Four laps into qualifier practice the first practice he clouts the wall major damage team able to get him back out onto the racetrack but only got nine laps in qualifying he's behind in terms of overall laps on the weekend but he'll start on the outside of the front row nick here maybe Malukas able to go from really the zero to the hero by the end of the weekend here in detroit
1: no doubt about it and uh, joel sebastianelli you're no stranger to the indy Lights series a driver or storyline you're keeping an eye on today
4: Thank you,
8: Nick. It's good to be back. You guys have touched on our three winners in this series. David Malukas, Lunquist, and Kirkwood. This series has been dominated in a major way by Global Racing Group, HMD Motorsports, and Auto Autosports. So who else could break through today? Well, what about Toby Sowry? Three straight podium finishes. Third and second at Indianapolis Motor Speedway, and a third yesterday here at Belle Isle. He thinks it could be coming. He is encouraged by what he's seen. That start is going to be oh so so important but he says it's got to be coming. So could this be the day? We're about to find out.
1: Toby Sowery, 41 points back of the championship in fourth. No doubt that he looks like uh, solidly the fourth best driver in this championship. But as Joel talked about on a nice little string of podium finishes and really needs to start finding his way to the top step of the podium. If he wants to challenge Malukas, Lundquist and Kirkwood, but anyone that's been around the light series last couple years knows that Toby Sowery is uber talented. We'll see what he can do today. Uh, Coming from mid-pack. The field got to stack up for the final couple right-hand turns in the familiar rows of two. Yesterday's start actually called off when the back of the field trailed off a little too much for the starter's liking, but it is Lundquist and Malukas One and two in the points. Everybody starts to stack up. The alignment looks really good. Linus Lundquist from Sweden. David Malukas from Chicago. Then it's Kyle Kirkwood from Florida. They'll all accelerate. The green flag is out. A great jump for Lundquist, and Kirkwood's to immediately take the second spot he gets the run underneath David Malukas he'll blitz his way to the second spot but it's Linus Lundquist who leads him out of turn number two what can Kirkwood do with Lundquist can he run him down Linus has jumped a little too much as they make their way to turn three for the first time Lundquist with the advantage then it's Kirkwood the Andretti Autosport teammates going side by side Daniel Frost is going to pick up the fourth position and then it looks like Toby Sowery is going to grab fifth leader though already into turn number five for the first time today. When they come into turn number five and six, it is Lundqvist with
6: Kirkwood right behind him, literally right on the rear wing. Then about three car lengths back before you get to Malukas. The field is safely now through turn number six. Michael Young coming into your view in turn number eight. Lots of shuffling in the first opening turns now. Linus Lundqvist
7: with a car length advantage over Kyle Kirkwood. Malukas about six car lengths behind him. Then it's machine of Daniel Frost. But that is going to be the battle for the lead. Linus Lundqvist makes
1: his way through turn number ten sets up for 11, and Kyle Kirkwood already trying to make the move. Yeah, Kirkwood is searching, no doubt about it. He knows that he really can't wait to make the move mid to late race. He's going to try to jump to the lead here on the opening lap, all over the rear wing of Linus Lundquist. Lundquist in the orange and black car. It's the blue and silver of Kyle Kirkwood. David Malukas not really letting him get away either. He's about five or six car lengths back, but it is Linus Lundquist who leads lap number one here in Detroit, and the front three have checked out on fourth place running Daniel Frost and fifth place running Toby Sowery here on this opening lap here come the leaders down to turn number three on lap number two Lundquist has done a pretty nice job he's going to hold off Kyle Kirkwood here on lap number two through the right-hander Lundquist's advantage is about two or three car lengths he'll lead Kyle Kirkwood into turn number four they are single file but Kirkwood giving chase to our race leader here Jake on lap number two so the question becomes Is Kyle Kirkwood more concerned about
6: reeling in Linus Lundquist or about David Malukas trying to get that second spot back? But as they exit turn number six, the answer becomes simple. Kirkwood's going to go try to go to the outside of Linus Lundquist.
7: Make their way down into turn number seven and put Kyle Kirkwood into the lead. Kyle Kirkwood got around David Malukas at the entrance of turn number seven. And now Kirkwood already checking out with a three-car length advantage over second place Linus Lundquist. Right behind them, David Malukas about three cars behind the second place runner of Linus Lundquist. Great pass, Kyle Kirkwood down into turn number seven. Davey Hamilton,
1: are you as impressed with the opening two laps as I am from Kyle Kirkwood?
2: Yeah, no, he was getting it done, didn't he? I mean, that car is on rails right now matter of fact Lundquist once he got past tried to keep up with him going into turn 7 locked his front brakes brake bias isn't quite as good as Kirkwood but what a great run and you know usually Nick it takes about 4 or 5 laps for these leaders to kind of split away not today these guys are flat checked out
1: so it is Kyle Kirkwood your race leader here on lap number 2 let's go to pit lane and Joel Sebastianelli
2: Kyle Kirkwood
8: told me earlier this was going to be the key. Yesterday, he opened up more than a second in the first lap and a half. The first three laps is what he pointed out was going to be the key. If he could get to the front and stay out front, he knew he was going to be able to open up a gap. If not, just didn't think he was going to be able to do it. So this is exactly what we're seeing right now. He knew he was going to have that pace right away couldn't bank on it later on.
1: They should accomplish so far, though, with those first three laps. Here on lap three, Kyle Kirkwood has stormed from third to the race lead. Now we'll see what Linus Lundqvist can do. Can he challenge and get back to the race lead as they all head to turn seven?
7: Well, I'll tell you right now, he's going to have to hold off David Malukas because David Malukas is within a car length of second place running Linus Lundqvist. Kyle Kirkwood with about a six-car length advantage over Linus Lundqvist. But here comes David Malukas trying to get around his teammate, exiting turn number 11. Yeah, no, I wasn't sure.
1: no doubt about it, Davey. David Malukas is uh, right there now. That's the bigger problem for Lundqvist, not racing down our lead. He's got to worry about it. Just hold on to second.
2: Yeah, and he, you know, Lucas, he wants to continue in this points hunt. He wants to fight to try to get to the front and, and stay there. He's in second only three points back. So uh, that's that's actually today It's the, usually the first two to check out, Nick. Today it's the first three I've kind of checked out.
1: And these are one, two, and three in the championship. In fact, right now uh, they are all separated by just four points. Those top three drivers, it is that tight here in Indy Lights. Kyle Kirkwood for Andretti Autosport. He's from Jupiter, Florida and is doing a fantastic job early in this race with the advantage. It is eight tenths of a second over Linus Lundquist and then third place running David Malucas. Pretty good challenge for the sixth spot. Let's go a little bit further back in the field, Jake Quarry. It's Robert McGinnis trying to hold off that bright yellow car of Devlin DiFrancesco. De Again, it's a battle for sixth.
6: And when they came in to turn number six, McGinnis literally looked like he had DiFrancesco magnetized to him just behind him. Now, Peroni is also right there trying to keep an eye on this, but it's a pretty good battle. They run six, seven, eight. Yeah, and for Robert McGinnis, it's
7: on the defensive again today. Devlin DeFrancesco starts to look to the inside. He'll tuck right underneath that rear wing of Robert McGinnis. So McGinnis with about a car length advantage over DiFrancesco, But again, like yesterday, stacking him up behind him. That's Alex Peroni right behind the DeFrancesco machine. The field now making their way through turn 11.
1: I mean, Davey, it just kind of seems like this may be one of those tracks that Robert McGinnis is not a fan of because as, as Davey, or as uh, uh, Michael and Jake pointed out, he has been on the defensive now for a race and a half.
2: Yeah, the situation with him right now is there he's holding them up. He's definitely holding them up and, and as you said it's a, it's a situation to where he he's usually aggressive and and, and to fight for the for the for the position in front of him but not today.
1: The leader is Kyle Kirkwood. Second is Linus Lundquist. Third is David Malukas. Toby Sowery runs in fourth. And then in fifth it is Daniel Frost. And then as we talked about that battle for sixth that Robert McGinnis trying to hold on. Let's take a peek again at the front of the field. The battle for second. Lundquist trying to hold off Malukas into turn five.
6: Yeah and David Malukas is just going to go exactly where Lundquist goes. Right now that means Ted car behind the leader Kyle Kirkwood. Lundquist a little bit loose through turn number six. Not necessarily unusual. Malukas hit the same bobbles, but the distance between the two remains the same. Kyle well, Kirkwood
7: now about an eighth car length advantage as they make their way through turn number seven. Lundquist still about six car lengths behind as we see David Malukas tuck up underneath that rear wing of Linus Lundquist. So Lundquist, uh, a bigger gap than last time through this portion of the circuit. As we look further back, we do see Devlin DeFranchesco get around Robert McGinnis now. Alex Peroni will try to get around that number 27, Andretti Auto Sport Machine they are through turn number 11.
1: Yeah, Dave be the uh, Canadian driver Devlin D. De Francesco
2: in that bright highlighter colored car a nice job setting up Robert McGinnis down there in turn seven. Yeah, McGinnis has been holding those guys up, and we'll see what kind of speed that De- DeFrancesco has because he has a lot of ground to make up. We know that he's in contention and finds himself now in that sixth position, but Frost, he has, oh, what is it, about three seconds on him, so he has, uh, he has some time to make up.
1: Yeah, and immediately now that DeFrancesco's gotten around McGinnis, he immediately opens up a gap of about four or five car lengths. Up front, though, they continue to go nose to tail. Top three separated by just one second second, Linus Lundquist has got his hands full, Jake continuing with uh, Malukas giving pressure there into turn 5. It's funny because I could
6: see them entering turn 5 and when I did I thought wait a minute that's just one car in second, no it's two, it's Linus Lundquist, but Malukas is literally attached right now to the rear wing as they work their way out of turn number 7. Kyle Kirkwood able to gap himself now by
7: 8 car lengths and again that battle for second continues, it's Linus Lundquist this time with about a 2 car length advantage over points leader David Malukas. Malukas with a little trouble through turn number eight. That allows Lundquist to check out by about three car lengths. They make their way through the exit of turn number 11. Kyle Kirkwood, your leader.
1: It's good stuff, Davey, and uh, it couldn't happen to uh, the three better drivers. I mean, these are the three in the championship hunt. They've won all seven races so far this season, and they just can't get away from each other, not only in the point standings, but right now on the racetrack.
2: You know, it's always fun in this series to see these young kids coming up and be so competitive. I remember Pato, Ward, and Colton heard it not very long ago. Those were the guys we were talking about and how competitive they were, finding themselves in front of this field. Now you have three of these kids that are are very impressive on how fast they are Oh, as Right now, Bogle goes off, continues on right now, no harm there, but uh, these kids have a great opportunity that they want to get in the IndyCar series, and uh, right now they're doing a good job.
1: Yeah, the issues, as you just mentioned, for Christian Bogle down at turn 11, it looks like it looked like he spun, but might have misjudged the corner, had to whoa that car down from nosing into the tire barriers. He was running at the back of the pack and will now cycle back into the 13th position, a good 34 seconds behind our race leaders. Here's a full field rundown with 24 laps to go, six completed here on the streets of Belle Isle. It is Kyle Kirkwood with a one-second advantage over Lena Lundquist. David Malukas runs in third, 1.6 seconds back, then a four-and-a-half-second gap back to Toby Sowry. Daniel Frost, who runs in fifth. Devlin DeFrancesco moments ago picked up the sixth position, getting around Robert McGinnis. Guinness is in 7th, a good 14 seconds behind the leaders. He has his hands full right now with Alex Peroni. We'll pick up that battle momentarily. Peroni runs in 8th. Benjamin Pedersen is in the ninth position. He's also being stacked up in that trade. Then it's the Russian driver Nikita Lashkin who is in 10th. Sigre Rob 11th. Antonio Saravali 12th. And then again, Christian Vogel with some early problems in the 13th position. Now 37 seconds behind. But it is Kyle Kirkwood trying to sweep the weekend. He picked up his Second race win yesterday here at Belle Isle, and the advantage is one second. We continue to watch, though, this battle for now the seventh position as Robert McGinnis has it in car 27. And Alex Peroni, the driver for Carlin in that blue and green accented car, takes a swinging arc out of turn number two, trying to set up Robert McGinnis. Can he get him down in turn three? McGinnis is going to protect the bottom. Peroni's going to try to go the long way around, and he's going to pull it off, and then he stuffs into the tire barriers. I spoke too soon. He went the long way around. He completed the pass. But the problem, Davey, he ran out of racetrack. Alex Peroni into the tire barriers. This is no doubt going to bring out a full course yellow.
2: Yeah, full course yellow it is. And that, what a what a move. That was actually a really good move where uh, McGinnis, he, uh, blocked the bottom. And uh, man, he just drove it and got it out. A little bit of the marbles just wouldn't turn, carry too much speed. And uh, too bad that he had a good run go and uh, that, that's going to ruin his day for sure.
1: Rob Houghton, this was a battle for the seventh position, and I'm sure the Carlin uh, folks were excited to see him aggressive, but probably not with the end result.
4: Yeah, you know, in the end, I don't think, watching the replay right now, that he needed to go that deep into the corner. The team, of course, was had their hands in the air with a pass out on the outside. McGinnis was blocking to the inside, just too deep into the corner, and the hands went from the air. To the, back of, to the back of their heads. They just couldn't believe what they saw with the driver off the racetrack. Peroni, a very talented young driver. And, and really, we look for the street courses to be a place where he would be strong, right? One in Formula Renault at Monaco, also run uh, one in Formula Renault at Poe. Uh, a couple of, as we know, very, very tough street circuits. We expected him to be strong here. He will not be happy with the way today has ended.
1: Yeah, and he's done a nice job this season, came into this weekend fifth in points and has really just kind of been fourth, fifth, sixth at just about every race, scored a podium finish in race number two in indianapolis finishing third and his worst result so far this season was eighth in round number four at st petersburg so he had done a nice job of avoiding those rookie mistakes here in indy lights but uh davy that is probably the best way to sum that one up just a rookie mistake a little aggressive there in turn
2: three yeah and i I think rob has it right he didn't need to go quite that deep just overdrove that little bit and and trying to make sure that he didn't get hit when he went around the outside and uh and just too much and those tires I mean you know if the tires were in one foot he would have maybe went in the grass but probably got through but unfortunately man those tires when they grab you it rips that suspension right off and and uh, for sure, not a finish that he needed being fifth in points.
1: And turn three, Davey, I mean, there it's a pretty wide corner. I mean, there's a lot of uh, – it's one of the best passing points on the racetrack, and uh, it just simply looks like it spilled over a little bit there. You know, and the thing is, it's
2: wide getting in. I mean, you can go three wide down that straightaway, very bumpy braking zone, but it seems like once you get to that curvy, that it narrows up pretty rapidly. It's fun. I mean, fun to watch because guys go through there two wide all the time, sometimes three. And that was almost a three wide issue right there, but uh, – You've uh, you got you to make sure that you give the guy room, but he gave just a bit much.
1: Well the good news for the driver from Hobart, Australia, driving for Carlin Racing in the Bloodstone Tasmania RDM fast ferry's car uh, for Carlin Racing, Alex Peroni, is that he is okay. And now that the AMR IndyCar Safety Crew has gotten that car, uh, pulled up by a wrecker, it is pretty significant left front damage. And again, the day done for Alex Peroni. He will end today with a season's worst 13th place finish. So, Davey, I mean, who does this caution benefit the most? I mean, does DeFrancesco come to mind because he's looked a little racy and now can kind of erase that gap that he had
2: to 5th place running Frost and 4th place running Toby Yeah, He's the one. He's the one that definitely advantaged because he had too much ground to catch up and it would have taken him just too long to get there about to- behind frost now he's there. The guy that doesn't like it obviously is Kirkwood. Uh, you know, now that he had a nice pace going you get into a nice rhythm, even though Luquist and, and Malukas was right behind him. Um, it always feels better when you don't have to do a restart to have a chance of spinning your tires or, or getting uh, stuck by, by, in front of these guys. They draft off, you get down in turn three. So not good for Kirkwood, but very good for uh, D. Francisco. Might be a
1: big uh, benefit for Toby Sowery as well, as, as Joel talked about uh, during the pre-race. I mean, a guy that uh, has a, a nice string of three straight podiums had to pass a couple cars at the start of this race. And now all of a sudden, the three guys that he's trying to keep pace with in the championship, Davey, he's right on their tails. So now Sourie in car 51 in that green white car for Humco's, he's going to have a chance to mix it up a little bit as well.
2: Yeah, I think he needs to find a little speed. He just doesn't have, you know, he's right there behind these guys and I mean, he needs a, literally like a tenth of a second a lap which it, it doesn't sound like a lot, but it's enough to to put you out of contention and and you know, that's kind of where I see salary. They're so darn close of being contenders and, and challenging the three guys in front of him. But he's going to like say, um, he, unless he can find about that tenth, tenth of the second lap, he's, uh, he's probably not going to challenge him.
1: Again, this is the Indy Lights Series presented by Cooper Tires on IndyCar Radio. My name is Nick Yeoman. That voice you just heard is Davey Hamilton. Mark uh, Jaynes will join us a little bit later today for the call of race number two of the Chevrolet Detroit Grand Prix. Out of the course right now, it's Jake Query and Michael Young down on pit lane, Joel Sebastianelli, and Rob Howden. We are working a full course caution round number eight, second race of the weekend for the Indy Lights Championship presented by Cooper Tires. Uh, Here on lap number nine, 21 to go. Kyle Kirkwood is your race leader. He took the lead on lap number three with a daring pass to get around Linus Lundquist down in turn number seven, and Kirkwood has his sights on sweeping the weekend. It is Kirkwood, Lundquist, and points leader David Malukas. one two three right now. Toby Sauer is going to restart in the fourth spot. Daniel Frost will restart fifth. Devlin Francesco right now runs in the sixth position. Robert McGinnis is seventh. Benjamin Pedersen is eighth. Stingray Robb is ninth. Nikita Lashishkin is is in 10th. Antonio Saravalli is 11th. Christian Bogle probably happy to see that caution after uh, stalling out near the tire barriers early in this race. He'll get to regather and join the back of the field in 12th. And then again, the reason for the full course caution. Alex Peroni, the driver from Australia, overcooks it, gets it a little too wide, exiting turn three, trying to pass Robert McGinnis and ripped off the left front, putting that car into the tire barriers. Rob Houghton Field about to see one to go as we get set to go racing once again here at Belle Isle.
4: Yeah, Nick, just a quick little note. <laughs> Very interesting to see the way they run on the racetrack right now. If we're trying to kind of kick the excitement up here in Indy Lights and thinking about that championship chase, there's no downtime. We all head to Road America this coming weekend, and as they run on the racetrack right now, it's the reverse order of the points, so it would tighten everything up. Right now, Kirkwood, with that win yesterday, jumped his way up to third in points. Uh, Lundquist is in second, and David Belucas is your point leader coming in by just two markers over his teammates. So we've got ourselves some excitement here right now. Just the way things are setting up, it's going to be even tighter when we get to
1: Road America. Yeah, and as they run and, and I know, I hate that phrase because we've got more than a half a season to go but it is amazing that we are sitting here seven and a half races in and the top three of the championship are separated by four points. I mean, it just illustrates how strong this uh, this field has been especially at the top. David Malukas with three race wins, Linus Lundqvist with two, Kyle Kirkwood with two looking for a third. Uh, Davey, we were kind of watching that cleanup down in turn three. Peroni really stuffed it into the tires, but it looks like uh, the AMR safety crew, along with Detroit Grand Prix uh, safety workers, have done a nice job of getting that car out and making sure those tire barriers are straightened back up.
2: Yeah, and one thing they do with the tire barriers, they have a rubber matting that goes around that entire tire stack, and, and it kind of bolts them together. So when the car hits it, most of the time breaks those loose, so they have to reattach that just to try to make it a slicker area where it doesn't grab you as much. So it did rip that off. They got it back. And one thing with the safety crew, they make sure to try it before they allow these guys to go racing again.
1: Uh, we saw that certainly yesterday, Davey. Again, uh, for those that might have missed it, a just hellacious hit for Felix Rosenquist yesterday when the throttle stuck in the IndyCar race that uh, not only moved the tire barriers, but it, it moved the darn wall down there in turn six.
2: Yeah, not moved it. Yeah, moved it and tipped it over. I mean, it was pretty massive. And you got to remember the fencing is attached to the top of that wall. So that was a, a gigantic hit. car landed on top of that tire barrier. Through the fencing, very, very scary looking, and um, but just I just actually read a, a tweet from Felix doing okay, a lot of soreness he says, so and you can expect that. But thank you to everybody that safety crew as well, and and um, you know he's excited to get back in the race car.
1: Yep, Felix of course a former Indy Lights race winner, and he's being replaced in, replaced uh, today by a former Indy Lights champion. We will restart that champion, of course Oliver Askew. By the way, we will restart here on lap number 11 of 30 here from Belle Isle, Kyle. Kirkwood is your race leader. He accelerates out of turn number 13. And immediately, Toby Sowery's looking to challenge David Malukas for the third spot. They'll roar underneath the start-finish line. Sowery took a peek to the inside of Malukas, thought better of it, gets back in line to the left-hander of turn number two as the field safely bends their way through the S's that starts a lap here at Detroit. Francesco looking racy, trying to grab that fifth position around the outside of Daniel Frost. They'll go side-by-side into that turn number three part. Daniel Frost swings a little wide. DeFrancesco, though, can't find a way around. Kyle Kirkwood is your race leader and he'll lead the field as we've restarted into turn five.
6: Last time by behind the pace car, Kirkwood was trying to get some heat in those Cooper tires and almost got loose through turn number six. He is much more cautious this time by. He enjoys himself a four car length advantage over Litas Lundquist. Kyle Kirkwood now checking that out to six car
7: lengths over Litas Lundquist. The battle, though, for second as David Malouk is there. So Toby Salary further back in the field. We see a pass. Stingray Rob getting around Benjamin Pedersen. Nice pass by Stingray Rob going into turn number seven. The leaders already making their way through the exit of turn number 11.
1: Well, that was a great pass, David. You see Stingray Rob back there. I mean, that's uh, the definition of pulling out
2: late and making sure you get a pass surprising the guy in front of you. Yeah, that's what you have to do, man. You, the, there's no easy passes, it doesn't seem like in this facility. It means there's walls on both sides of you with the bumps that you're dealing with, the, the tire debris off course. I mean, it's nothing easy. And so when you when you make that move, just like Stingray, you got to be aggressive and you got to make it happen quick.
1: Yep, every point, every position here at Detroit is earned. That is uh, maybe the understatement of the year. Front four have checked out and Daniel Frost moments ago Davey warned for blocking as he's trying to hold off his teammate <laughs> Devlin DeFrancesco. trying to make that red and white 68 car as wide as possible.
2: Yeah, those Andretti teammates uh, definitely battling with each other, no question about and uh, that was a big block and one thing that, that I'm happy to see that we talked about, is you even mentioned salary, it advantages him to be closer to the f- first three guys in front I said, hey man, he needs to find a little bit of speed but it looks like he's found that, Nick he's staying right with those guys, I mean there's a couple cardings between him, but those four cars instead of three cars checking out, it's now four. Leaders
1: are checking out and uh, Michael Young, Stingray Rob may not be done, he runs in the 8th position, swinging wide trying to get around Robert McGinnis, they're side by side. Yes, and it is Stingray Rob
7: that gets that position. Boy, a late move. I was watching the Daniel frost devlin De Francesco battle. Now, further back, Robert McGinnis has mirrors full of Benjamin Pedersen. So, Benjamin Pedersen trying to get back around Robert McGinnis, but Stingray Rob with a nice pass around Robert McGinnis coming into turn 7.
1: And McGinnis may not be done. Davey, uh, Benjamin Pedersen
2: right up the inside as they head towards the start-finish line. Well, remember yesterday, Pedersen had a great run going on, Nick, and then had some mechanical, or something went bad with that car, or he, I can't even remember what happened, he got into the wall, bit a tow link or something, but he was fast yesterday, didn't have a great qualifying run for today, but he, uh, he has some speed, and McGinnis, he's, just, he's been on defense all day.
1: Yeah, this is the driver that uh, he was trying to get around. Spent all day trying to pass Robert McGinnis. And now uh, Benjamin Pedersen finds himself in a deja vu, similar situation, trying to run down Robert McGinnis into turn three. They're separated by just a handful of feet. This is the battle for the eighth spot. McGinnis just lost to the seventh spot to Stingray Rob. Now he's trying to hold on, Jake, as Benjamin Pedersen chasing him down in that orange and black car.
6: Boy, and Pedersen into turn number five literally is stalking him in. I thought for a second there his nose was actually going to punt Robert McGinnis moving into turn number six. McGinnis gets himself a half a car length. Michael has a look coming into your view.
7: Well, right now they just pop into my view, and there is Benjamin Pedersen right underneath the rear wing of Robert McGinnis. Nearly gets into the gearbox further back. Lostishkin and Bogle battling. Bogle gets around Lostishkin. But let's go back to that eighth position battle. It's Robert McGinnis about one car length over the machine of Benjamin Pedersen. They make their way out of
1: the loop. Yep. And uh, Rob Houghton, Benjamin Pedersen yesterday chasing that car all over the racetrack. We know it's got some speed. Once again, though, he finds himself behind Robert McGinnis.
4: Yeah, I, I'll, Nick, I'm going to expect him to be a little more cautious here. He went off, as we know. He tried the outside move in turn number one. It was a wild move, but he told me afterwards there was so much rubber out there. In fact, Nick, looks like he's going to try to make a move again on the outside again to one. Oh, Maybe not. Boy. This just <laughs> right it back there. in, right? Yeah. He told me yesterday, Nick, that when he, when you went offline, he went off and one, way wide, as we know. Picked up so much of the rubber. He told me it felt like coming out of turn two, the front wing had fallen off. He literally had no grip. The thing was skating all over the place. A lap later, all of a sudden, this chassis handling all came back when the tires got cleaned up, but he said there's so much clag off the racetrack, so much rubber buildup off track, the minute you go offline it's like you're on ice.
1: Pedersen continues to give Chase Jake into turn number 5
4: Working their way now,
6: setting up for turn number 6 Pedersen this time 5, looks like McGinnis between 5 and 6, might have gotten himself a little bit of breathing room, but now Pedersen is going to try to look to the outside, not able to make the move on Robert McGinnis. Benjamin Pedersen
7: right underneath that rear wing of Robert McGinnis, now one-car-length advantage for Robert McGinnis over Pedersen. Further up in the field, it's Daniel Frost, Devlin, DeFrancesco. A couple of great battles here in the interloop.
1: And as Pedersen continues to give chase, Davey, I mean, to the point Rob just made, there is a disadvantage for searching all over the racetrack to try to find grip. And uh, as, as Rob detailed for Benjamin Peterson, it was picking up all that
2: debris on those tires. Yeah, and that had to do it every time. And we've seen it yesterday. You could visually see offline all those marbles, as we call them, the small bits of tire that are being used and wore off these tires outside that line. If you get on those, those sticky tires on your car will pick those up. And it literally is like ice until you get them cleaned off. And it usually takes a couple laps. It's not easy to get off.
1: We've been focused on the battle at the back of the pack. Jake, let's check in. How's the advantage look for our leader Kyle Kirkwood right now?
6: Right now it looks good. That's the sound of it. And then that second sound you hear is Linus Ludquist reality is, Michael, as they work their way on that long straightaway, about an 8-10 to 10 car length advantage for Kyle Kirkwood. Yeah, for Kyle Kirkwood, he really is checked out from the
7: second place running Linus Lundqvist. That battle really starting to shape up right now. David Malukas trying to get around Linus Lundqvist about a car length disadvantage for the machine of David Malukas, and that's the way it stays through turn number 11. Further back in the field we'll look at that Robert McGinnis battle with Benjamin Pedersen, still about a car length there as well, but the field has really spread themselves out to Kyle Kirkwood with a big lead as we work our way to the second half of this race. Yeah,
1: it's spread out as uh, as we've reached the halfway point, but the battles are still really good. I mean, a good one for second, third, and fourth between Lundqvist, Malukas, and Sowery. Then you've got Daniel Frost, who's been trying to hang on right in front of Devlin DeFrancesco. And then we've talked about the struggles for Robert McGinnis as Benjamin Pedersen continues to work over the back of that Andretti Auto Sport car uh, in the battle for the eighth position. Up front, though. It is Kyle Kirkwood, and we see Pedersen makes the pass on the front straightaway. So he finally gets around Robert McGinnis, move Benjamin Pedersen, the Dutch driver, up to the eighth position, and it is Kyle Kirkwood up front with 14 to go. Here's a look at the full field rundown. Kyle Kirkwood, your race leader, by 1.7 seconds. Then it is Linus Lundquist, David Malukas runs in third, 2.5 seconds behind. Toby Sowery is in fourth. Daniel Frost is fifth. Devlin DeFrancesco in sixth. Stingray Rob with a nice charge. The driver from Idaho has come all the way up to the 7th position. Then it's Benjamin Pedersen who runs in 8th after grabbing that spot from Robert McGinnis who's been relegated to ninth. Christian Bogle made a pass of Nikita Lashishkin. so Bogle has moved up into the 10th position. Lashishkin is 11th. Antonio Saravalli, the final car to the racetrack in the 12th spot and in 13th out of the race after just 7 laps. Alex Peroni who brought out the only full course caution of this second race here at Detroit. Indy Lights stuffed it into the turn three. Tire barriers ripping off the left front, damaging the suspension, ending his day with a 13th place position uh, finish, I should say. 13 laps to go, and Davey, I'll tell you what, Kyle Kirkwood, now that he's given himself a little bit of breathing room, it's closing in on two seconds, can kind of allow those drivers to battle further back. Let's first hear, though, from his car owner, Michael Andretti, who's standing by with Joel Sebastianelli on pit lane.
8: Michael Andretti watching as Kyle Kirkwood builds a 1.9 second lead and growing. He's had to battle a little bit of adversity this year. IMS Barber, not the easiest weekends, but he has rebounded quite nicely. What does that tell you about his character?
4: Oh yeah, he's got a lot of confidence in himself, and uh, you know, he's showing it. You know, he's never given up. Uh, you know he's done a great job this weekend hopefully we can keep it going
8: a win today would tie him with spencer pickett for the most wins on the road to indy and he is doing it at one of the most physically demanding tracks that there is what does that tell you about his readiness to compete at the next level yeah he's ready i mean he's uh he's
4: he's shown that he's had the talent and uh you know he's showing it again today and you know, he had a like you say, a little slow start, but uh, you know he 's getting a handle now on the on the
1: lights car and he 's really starting to
8: show he 's getting after it we'll let you look on Thank you All
4: right, thanks
1: all right, good stuff there Joel it's, uh, I think everyone is awful impressed with Kyle Kirkwood and he is starting to come on strong after. Really, David Malukas and Linus Lundquist lit the world on fire over the first couple rounds. Uh, Kyle Kirkwood has kind of said, don't forget about me after winning in St. Petersburg and uh, now looking to go back to back to score his third race win of the year. And Michael Andretti has to be awful happy knowing that he's got another strong candidate to one day drive in the NTT IndyCar Series. Rob out.
4: You know the interesting thing, and just, just to add a little bit to the hiatus of Indy Lights last year. You have to remember that Kyle Kirkwood did not drive a Formula car at all in 2020. He did some sports car racing, but didn't get behind the wheel of a single seater. While Linus Lundqvist and David Malukas were all in the Formula Regional Americas program, pounding out laps, doing tons of testing uh, throughout the the off as well. So this is really just Kyle, I think, uh, Nick, kind of getting back into his groove. Remember, he won the USF 2000 Championship in 18, the Indy Pro 2000 Championship in 19. Just was kind of on the bench uh, for all of 2020. He's, I think, definitely back to the Kyle we saw back in 2019.
1: And, Rob, you can certainly speak to this as the voice of the road to Indy. I mean, Joel touched on it, the record that Kyle Kirkwood is, is eyeing. Uh, this is a guy who has just been remarkably consistent and remarkably strong on every step of the ladder system for the road Dandy. Indy. It was interesting, Nick. People use the word dominant of his USF
4: 2000 season. I always say he wasn't dominant. He was just the smartest guy out there. He was the fastest, won a lot of races. But when other drivers were making mistakes, you know, diving into turn number one at the starts, he was the guy that came out on the other side of the chaos. He was always able to take care of the race car. And I think that's one thing that IndyCar team owners want. Bring the car home, roll it back onto the trailer. And that's what he's shown. He's very fast, unbelievably fast, can win races. But he's also a smart driver who knows how to stay out of trouble.
1: Well, right now... He is uh, poised to load that car back on the trailer with a pair of race-winning trophies. 2.4 seconds, the lead for Kyle Kirkwood over Linus Lundquist. Lundquist continues to hold on over David Malukas. Those two are separated by less than a half a second in the battle for second. And if they tangle, uh, Toby Sowery may be the one that's there to pick up the pieces as Sowery runs four seconds behind the leader in fourth. But, uh, again, just a second behind that battle for second. Daniel Frost, the final driver inside the top five. He runs in fifth and is kind of stabilized in that battle between his teammate Devil and DeFrancesco. It's a one-second advantage for Frost over the Canadian DeFrancesco, who runs in sixth. Well, we'll go racing a little bit later today in the NTT IndyCar Series. Pre-race coverage starts at noon Eastern here on IndyCar Radio. And Mark James joins us here in the broadcast booth. And, uh, Mark, what's that? Uh, that song, I've Seen Fire, I've Seen Rain? because we saw everything yesterday in race number one uh, for the IndyCar Series on the Chevrolet Detroit Grand Prix. Yeah, first things first, um, just recently released
0: just a few moments ago in fact Felix Rosenquist has been cleared and released so good news for him his sights are set now on Road America with Oliver Askew with the car for him after Felix Rosenquist had that nasty crash yesterday 24 laps in so that's a certainly good news for Felix Rosenquist and we wish Oliver Askew all the best today Santino Ferrucci looking for a solid weekend after a top 10 finish yesterday uh, hit the wall late in qualifying and they will go to a backup car but per the rule book he will keep his starting position so that's uh, good news for Santino Ferrucci that is if they can get the necessary repairs made to that car or I should say get the backup car prepared in time they hope to do that he would start on the outside of uh, row number 6 but how about Joseph Newgarden I mean you know had a shot yesterday uh, he lost that wheel uh, early in the race put him a lap down he came back to get a top 10 he was will start on pole for the first time since Iowa last year. He and Colton Herta will lead the field to the green flag and you know well documented the issues late in the race with the red flag, what it cost willpower a little bit of everything yesterday and we expect the same thing today when we go racing a little afternoon
1: Eastern. Yeah, the color of the day was red, not just because we saw the controversial, uh, we saw two red flags yesterday, one with a little bit of controversy but ultimately it was the red and white car of Marcus Erickson who finds his way to victory lane for the first time, Mark, four first-time winners here in just seven races pretty remarkable the stuff we're seeing
0: yeah it's impressive and as we said you know the 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 young guns continue to add depth to this field and make it ultra competitive when we think over the course of this championship chase it'll not necessarily be race wins it'll be podiums and top five finishes that will propel someone to a championship speaking of that championship chase uh, the lead is pared down to about 16 points for alex below Uh, because of the engine chains relegated to the rear of the field yesterday was able to get it up to about 16th yesterday is where he finished but a better fate for Alex below today he qualifies fourth and uh, I I know that he's uh, very very happy with his race car it's a very fast race car and expect that Alex below will be a factor today
1: IndyCar anchor Mark James joins us here on the Indy Lights broadcast with nine laps to go Kyle Kirkwood is your race leader by 2.5 seconds okay you mentioned the depth of this field and what these young drivers uh, bring to it is depth the best way to describe and and kind of figure out what why Some of the major players of yesterday, Will Power, Marcus Erickson, Pato Award, are all going to start outside of the top 15. It's just hard to back up a, a good day on Saturday and do it again on Sunday? Yeah, I think,
0: you know, if, if, if you look at the uh, the difference in the times especially, I mean, we have see it. Like, for instance, we have the Firestone Fast 12 this weekend, but typically the Firestone Fast 6. I mean, it's literally, you know, a a, a millisecond or two that separates being in the fast six or the fast 12 uh, from being outside of that. And, uh, you know, people scratch their head. Hey, what's wrong with Penske? Why haven't they been in victory lane in a while? Well, you know, it's not that their results sometimes are that bad. It's just that it's it's very, very competitive. And the slightest little mistake uh, of late, it seems as though more than driver error, it's just simply an ill timed pit stop. I mean, let's face it, that cost got Dixon, which was otherwise a perfect month of May for him. It cost him a shot to win the Indianapolis 500, save for Alexander Rossi, and it bit Scott Dixon yesterday, the way the pit strategy fell out. So sometimes, you know, lady luck can smile upon you, and sometimes not so much, and uh, I think that's just another indication of just how very competitive this field is.
1: It'll be an All-American front row in the Motor City when we go racing a little bit later today. Joseph Newgarden and Colton Herta, a pair of Indy Lights graduates. uh, Mark James, Davey Hamilton, And the entire crew will have the call of that race again. Pre race coverage for race number two of the Chevrolet Detroit Grand Prix can be heard on these same outlets as well as uh, various IndyCar radio affiliates again, starting at noon Eastern Time. We've got to put the finishing touches though on Indy Lights race number two. Kyle Kirkwood's lead now at 2.3 seconds. So if Lundquist is carving into it, he's uh, he's making little progress. It is down to 2.2 seconds though. And David Malukas runs in third. Toby Sowery is fourth. Daniel Frost is fifth. In sixth is Devlin DeFrancesco. Stingray Robbins seventh. Benjamin Pedersen eighth. Christian Bogle ninth. And Robert McGinnis is in tenth. The leaders, though, Jake Query popping back into your view in turn number six.
6: And very quickly, Kyle Kirkwood makes sure that he leaves that view underneath the Pure Michigan Bridge because he's got a sizable advantage now. Michael, we'll call it 12 car lengths between himself and the second-place running, Linus Lundquist. Yeah,
7: he keeps stretching the that lead. I'd say it's even up to 15 car lengths right now as Kyle Kirkwood already into turn 8 as we see Linus Lundqvist now getting into turn number 8. Yeah, easily 12 to 15 car lengths for Kyle Kirkwood. Nick, he has been in cruise control mode this entire race. Once he got that lead, boy, he has just set his sights on getting this victory. Really has been an impressive run for this young man.
1: Michael, let's stay with you. Is the best battle right now for 7th between Stingray Rob and Benjamin Pedersen?
7: Yeah, Pedersen just had the back end step out ever so slightly when he tried to get back on the throttle. Yeah, that is the best battle right now, and Pedersen has closed that disadvantage. He was down about 15 car lengths about five laps ago. He's really been able to close in on that rear wing of Stingray Rob. That might be a battle of the next lap or two.
1: Davey, kind of feels like uh, Benjamin Pedersen, if he can find a way to qualify a little bit better, may be a factor because uh, he's done a nice job here now in two days of really looking racing in the mid-pack. Yeah, I, I agree
2: with that, and it's surprising that, but uh, 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 Stingray Rob got by him because he's all over him. It's like, where did this speed come from? Why didn't he have it before Stingray got in front of him? But uh, that's a nice little battle back there for two guys that need a little bit of luck and, and are continuing to get faster and faster every weekend we run. They're
1: battling for the seventh position the turn number three. Stingray Rob driving for home coast racing in the scholarship car, winning the Indy Pro 2000 championship a year ago. But he is hanging on, Jake Quarry by one car length over Pedersen.
6: Pedersen, who has been very active today trying to stalk in different drivers. Right now it's Stingray Rob, and he got just a little bit loose through turn number six, but guess what? So too did Pedersen. That middle of the racetrack, Michael, can get just a little bit bumpy. Pedersen, though, was not able to make a move. Perhaps the marbles starting to become a
7: factor in this late stages of this race. Stingray Rob makes his way through turn number eight, but Benjamin Pedersen is right there. Robb, about a two-car length advantage over the Benjamin Pedersen machine. They'll make their way through the right-hander of turn number 11.
1: And he's got just five more laps to try to get around Stingray Rob to grab that seventh position as they are separated uh, by just four-tenths of a second on the stopwatch on the racetrack. Uh, That is just a matter of a car length or two. Kyle Kirkwood is up front. Yesterday, Linus Lundquist and David Malukas, or excuse me, Toby Sowery, tossed him into the fountain after winning the race. They may toss him in again today, uh, but more to say, hey, well, you quit beating us because this championship battle has gotten awful tight. Kyle Kirkwood makes the bend through turn number six. His advantage over Linus Lundquist continues to drop. It's down to 1.9 seconds. And, and Davey, that's probably not enough uh, to panic. But uh, Lundquist has carved off about a half a second here in the last couple laps. Yeah,
2: you need, now's the time to do it, right? I mean... Five laps to go, and um, you know if you're gonna if you're gonna make any position gains, now is the time. You gotta hope. Now, one thing that, that these guys fight at the end of the race is tire wear. Who is taking care of their tires the most? You, you don't get to change them during these races, so at the end of the runs, where Kirkwood seems that he's been so masterful and the car's been so good that his tires look good, seem to be handling good, and it's not dropping off at speed in any way. But uh, the guys behind him, we'll see how, how good they take care of their tires. Davey,
1: what impact did that mid race? caution might have uh, had on these these uh, cooper tires oh hold on hold that thought david we've got an issue in turn number 11 and it appears to be daniel frost who was running in the top five and he has buried the left front into the tire barriers. Michael, can you see that uh, that 68
7: car, Daniel Frost? Yeah, I can see the back end half of the Daniel Frost car. Yeah, he buried that deep, tried to get back on that accelerator and just did not have the turn cleared. And he is in the tire barriers. The AMR safety crew already coming to his attention.
1: Davey, it looked like that car was bouncing. You're seeing an onboard shot now as he tried to navigate through turn 11. Oh, the hands came
2: off the steering. Yeah, and what happens? <laughs> back to those curbs. You hit the insides and that, that wasn't even really a curb, but that bump right there just got loose from him and lost the grip of that steering wheel just so slightly and shoved that front end right into the wall. It wasn't
1: uh, it wasn't a massive hit by any means, but it is enough to destroy the left front suspension on that 68 car. So Daniel Frost, driver from Singapore, is going to see a top five finish wash away. And Joel Sebastianelli, we've got four laps to go and I would imagine some nervous pit crews down there on pit lane now
8: absolutely as far as whether or not we're going to get this race restarted it'll be interesting to see with this crash i can't say for sure that that's what this is about but one of the things i talked about in pre-race with kyle kirkwood is how difficult it is to handle these bumps and keep your hands on the wheel blistering can be an issue with some of these guys on these street circuits it's not for him but keeping his hands on the wheel, he actually had to apply tennis grit to his wheel. And the way that he applied it is almost like a cradle. Anders Krohn has described Belle Isle as going 12 rounds with Muhammad Ali. Kirkwood had such a hard time keeping his hands on the wheel. He had to do everything he could to make sure his hands weren't going to leave. It's not like any street circuit that he's been to. So wanted to do everything he could to make sure that his hands were up in this fight just something that came to mind as I saw his hands beat the wheel in that incident.
1: Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, Davey, in the post-mortem after some of these doubleheader weekends, or street courses is one of the favorite things I like to see on social media is a lot of drivers will take pictures of those hands and show those blisters, (laughs) the calluses, Uh, you know, it gives us an insight of what they look like, but what do those things feel like after uh, a weekend like this? Well,
2: it's not fun. I mean, I'm sure most people have had those blisters. If you grab a shovel, go to work, and you haven't done it for a while, get those blisters, and it just continues to dig in now the great thing is you know when we have a racing glove they're not just a racing glove to keep fire off your hands they are no mechs but they try to put pads on those gloves too to where it doesn't give those calluses and those blisters to your hands but it's very hard to do to have those pads there and still be able to grip hold of that steering wheel so that's technology that they try to do but doesn't always help now also tape a lot of these guys uh, tape their hand hands off in certain areas that uh, rubs their hands but it's very painful actually very painful and it's worse the next few days so there is
1: three laps to go and the amr indycar safety crew doing their best to try to get daniel Frost's car out of the tire barrier we've been told that they are just going to uh, back that car into the runoff area in turn number 11 if they can get it removed But this is going to be awful tight, Davey, as the field kind of making their way down the back straightaway now with, I guess you could call it, two and a half laps to go. I'd love to see this thing end
2: under green and see a
1: nice little shootout. But, uh, again, that, that 68 car, the nose appears to be stuck.
2: Yeah, it looks like it's stuck. It looks like maybe they just Ooh, they now it, have yeah. a D wedged out of there. Uh, boy, I'd like to see with a couple laps at least for these guys to fight it out.
1: Kyle Kirkwood wouldn't mind, though, if it ends under yellow, <laughs> oh, right? I mean, he'd well, love to take a second straight
2: win. Yeah, I know. As I said, it, for our fans, we always want a green a green flag finish. Uh, but, oh, it's going to be one to go. So these safety workers are going to have to hurry and get that car out of the way. How
1: about that? We're going to get a one-lap shootout uh, to decide race number eight of this 2021 season as they have gotten Daniel Frost's car out of the tire barriers. It is elevated about a foot off the ground uh, on the back of a wrecker, and again, they are going to just back that car right up. That's the the, uh, the benefit of where he put it in the tire barriers. is a runoff area there, kind of right where we've got Michael Young set up where they can just kind of back that car out of the way, off the racetrack, out of the racing line, so we can resume this. So a furled green flag one to go here at Belle Isle. It'll be a one-lap shoot out to decide this race in any lights. Kyle Kirkwood is your race leader. Linus Lundquist is second. David Malukas, your points leader, coming in runs in third. Toby Sowery is fourth. Devlin DeFrancesco now moves up into the fifth position after the incident involving uh, Daniel Frost. Stingray Rob now runs sixth. Benjamin Pedersen is in seventh. Christian Bogle looking at a career best finish now. He runs in eighth. Robert McGinnis is ninth. Nikita Laschuskin is tenth. and Antonio Saravalli, final car on the lead lap and on the racetrack in 11th. Daniel Frost out of the race now with that incident on lap 25. He will finish in 12th. And then Alex Peroni, who brought out the first of two full-course cautions, he will finish in the 13th position. And uh, Davey, this was the question I was going to ask you right before that uh, perfectly timed caution. What are these drivers doing now with these Cooper tires? They've got 28 laps of running on them. We always worry about tire wear. What can they do to get those things ready for one lap around Belle Isle.
2: Well, they have what they have right now, Nick, is that's whatever whatever rubber's left on them is what they have, the balance, they know where they're at. The most important thing, they get them clean right now, meaning swerve back and forth. When you see guys swerve back and forth, it does two things. Continues the heat in those tires, plus cleans the dirty marbles off of them, so they'll spin those rear tires, they'll move back and forth. That's the most important thing, so when you come off for that restart, that you're not, uh, you have a good handling car going down in turn one.
1: Michael, is that backed up by uh, what you're seeing from these drivers as they make their way down to turn number 7 here under caution for the final well, time? Well,
7: if we're, if we're going to go green, they better get the rest of the field caught up because Kyle Kirkwood's already through turn number 8. It was David Malukas that was really hanging back. There was about, I don't know, a two-second gap behind the two front runners, and David Malukas. Now the field's starting to catch up, and everybody in a hurry as they get their way through turn number 11. But it looks like everybody will make their way through this portion of the track okay. It's good going to be a shootout, Nick Gilman. Interesting to see if anybody has anything for Kyle Kirkwood.
1: Oh, a shootout in the purest form. One lap to go here at Detroit for the Indy Light Series presented by Cooper Tires. Kyle Kirkwood, the driver from Florida, trying to sweep the weekend. He'll accelerate out of turn number 13, and he'll see the green flag. Linus Lundquist got a good jump as well. They are going to race across the start-finish line. Lundquist takes a look to the outside, has to get back in line through turn number one. Now they'll bend to the left in turn number two. Looks like like Benjamin Pedersen just got around Stingray Rob, who is struggling here at the end of this race. But it is Kyle Kirkwood leading the field down to turn number three. His advantage over Linus Lundquist, a good car length and a half. Lundquist runs in second. Malukas is third. Toby Sauri is in fourth. They're going side by side further back. But up front, Jake Query, it is Kyle Kirkwood trying to hold on and sweep the weekend here in Detroit. Kyle
6: Kirkwood has a two-car length advantage. Everybody is single file. Behind him, it's Lundquist, then Malukas second. but Michael, he needed a clean final lap, and right now, Kyle
7: Kirkwood is halfway there. Jupiter, Florida's Kyle Kirkwood and some Florida sunshine shining in pure Michigan. Kyle Kirkwood, a four-car length advantage over Linus Lundquist. Rest of the field safely through turn number seven. Here comes Kyle Kirkwood, still a battle for that second position. Linus Lundquist and David Malukas, but Kyle Kirkwood through
1: turn 11 for the final time. Malukas running in third, his car stepping out all over the place. He's trying to get around his teammate, Linus Lundquist, for the second position, and the focus is there, because up front, what a final lap for Kyle Kirkwood. He takes the green and white flag, he opens up a gap of nearly eight car lengths, one second on the field, and out of the final corner, Kyle Kirkwood will sweep the weekend, winning race number two here in the Indy Lights Grand Prix of Detroit, presented by Cooper Tires. Kirkwood's winning margin, one second over Linus Lundquist, who comes home in second. David Malukas finishes third. Toby Sowery will come home in fourth. Devlin DeFrancesco in fifth. and Davey, when he absolutely had to be perfect, no doubt about it, Jupiter Florida's Kyle Kirkwood was on that final restart.
2: Yeah, what a good restart. It seemed like uh, um, Lundquist tried a little bit going into turn one, but by the time they got to turn two, uh, Kirkwood had the line. He knew it was going straight, and man, he he pulled a nice little lead out. Good win for him.
1: And Rob Howden, a little history History for Kyle Kirkwood as well with this victory.
2: You know, you look back at what he was able to do in
4: USF 2000 and Indy Pro 2000. He has now tied Spencer Piggott for the all-time wins here in the road to Indy. 22 victories. You got to think, Nick, will have a new record
1: before the end of the season. Yep, it is the third race win of the season, and again, in the points championship. Kirkwood now third in points, just four points behind our points leader, who is now Linus Ludquist. Uh just one marker over David Malukas. It is ridiculously tight here in Indy Lights at the top of the podium. Kyle Kirkwood wins here at Detroit. Linus Lundquist and David Malukas get a second and third position. Davey, and really that, that, that's all you can do, right? I mean, you're in the championship hunt. Kirkwood was hot this weekend, but it's not like Lundquist or Malukas really threw away a lot of points.
2: Yeah, they did. I mean, how close is it? I mean, when you got the top three guys within four points of the championship, that means it's going to be a great year, great battle between these three guys. Now we just need Salary and DeFrancisco and Pedersen just to try to get a little more... Umph. And McGinnis, what happened to McGinnis? You know he looked good early on, but uh, he continued to fall back. So uh, these guys aren't done either. They're gonna—it's going to be a great championship battle. But right now, these are the three guys—the guys got first, second, third—they're the ones to look at for the championship.
1: Really good job by uh, Michael Young and Jake Query calling the action. They'll be back out on the course later today to call uh, race number two of the Chevrolet Detroit Grand Prix here at Belle Isle. And as everybody, all these drivers make their way back around, in fact, uh, Kyle Kirkwood's already made his way to victory lane. popping out of that race car. Victorious for a second straight day. Before we hear from some of these drivers, here's a look at the full field rundown. Kyle Kirkwood wins by one second over Linus Lundquist. David Malukas finishes in third. Fourth was Toby Sowry. Fifth, Devlin De Francesco. Sixth is Benjamin Pedersen. Seventh is Christian Bogle. Eighth, Robert McGinnis. Ninth will be Nikita Lashishkin. Stingray Rob really tumbles there on that final restart. The big loser, he falls all the way down to the tenth position. Antonio Serra valley finishes 11th. And then out of the race, Daniel Frost and Alex Peroni uh, finishing in 12th and 13th. Next up for the Indy Light Series presented by Cooper Tires, it is off to Road America for a doubleheader where, once again, they will be accompanied by the IndyCar Series. So uh, we're going to go to Victory Lane here momentarily uh, to hear from some of these drivers. Kyle Kirkwood has popped out of that car. David Malukas is as well, as everybody will be celebrating down there in Victory Lane and uh, let's hear from Lydas Lundquist. All right, Joel Sebastianel, you've caught up with the driver who finished in second. A couple of
8: second-place finishes this weekend. Uh, no, know you guys obviously want to win, but this is pretty important for you in the championship. What's your takeaway from this weekend in Detroit.
3: Uh, overall, okay. Very disappointed with this race. Uh, I mean, starting from pole around here, you know, we we wanted to uh, to get that win, uh, but we just uh, couldn't get the the tires fired up quick enough. And uh, yeah, Cal was on it today, so congrats to him. But yeah, we'll we'll take a P2 today.
8: How physical a challenge is driving around here compared to the rest of the calendar? It is
3: challenging, especially with all the bumps. Fortunately, it wasn't as hot today as it was yesterday. Uh, but when you're out there, to be honest, you know, you've got so much adrenaline and you just want to move forward. So you don't really feel it that much. It's more now when you jump out of the car and you feel like ah, oh, my shoulder is maybe <laughs> taking a bit of a
8: punishment, but it's usually all right positioned nicely for the rest of the season, Linus Lundquist, second position today. Congratulations. Thank you.
1: And let's hear from our race winner, standing by with
4: Rob Howden. Kyle, Kirkwood, a lot to unpack here because a lot of things were going on. For the first time this season, we got a winner who didn't start on the pole position. I know that you had a great car and you knew it was going to be good coming out of the gate. How important to you, you think, was it to be able to lead as you did so early? uh it was it was
5: massive i mean we we saw it in qualifying we saw it in race 1 we were really strong on the first couple laps and uh it proved just that that, fir- that first corner, I mean, I barely got under under David. He, he, it looks like he spun his tires a little bit there on the initial start and uh, was able to get a run on him, and that's what we needed. I knew if I got by him, maybe I could charge for the lead because the person who's got the push for the behind the lead is the one that's going to make the most moves. And uh, Linus made a couple little mistakes in turn 5 and 6 where he slid a little bit too much. I got to power nicely. And I was able to drive around them on the outside, which is, which is not easy to do. But the push to pass really helped me there. And it, and it, uh, no, it, was, a, it was a fantastic race. I couldn't be happier with, with that outcome right there. Uh, two wins this weekend. That's the first time anybody's got two wins this year as well. Um, and we got the most wins now. So close to the championship.
4: Obviously an up and down start to the season for you as well, right? You had some rough runs. You had some good ones. St. Petersburg here in Detroit. You are four points out of the championship lead right now. That's how close it is. You're still P3, but it's four points. That's got to give you some momentum going to Road America.
5: No, it definitely does. Um, We we did a test at Road America, and I feel like we've got the cars kind of in the window and it, sh- it should be really good. It's going to be a close fight. I think everyone's kind of predicted that by the end of the season, it's going to be b- between me, Linus, and, and David, and uh, it's turning out to be just that.
4: Last but not least, you've had a great career so far in the road to Indy. USF 2000, all those wins. Indy Pro, all those wins. You are now tied with Spencer Piggott, the all-time win leader in the road to Indy with 22. You've got to beat your fellow fellow Florida driver, but does that make you feel good to be able to have that, have that in your on your resume? Uh,
5: it definitely helps. It's, it's not a bad thing at all, but we're here to win a championship. Uh, win get to championships, and that's proven in the past two championships with me and USF and Andy Pro 2000 so um, we're going to try and do the same
4: thing here. Congrats on a great day. Thank you, Rob. Two wins, guys, for Kyle Kirkwood here yeah. at uh, Detroit, and as uh, Michael Andretti said, this guy is already uh, ready to go for the NTT IndyCar Series. Let's go back over to Joel Sebastianelli.
8: David Malukas entered this weekend as the points leader. Third place finish today. Sounds like you had the most interesting race of anybody out there today.
9: Yeah, well, I think uh, most interesting by um, a sad story. I mean, I came into turn four, and uh, I saw something in the middle of the track. I was like, "What is that?" And uh, it sadly chose the, the wrong way and walked into me. And I heard a I heard a thump, <laughs> and uh, I almost started crying for the rest of that lap. But um, yeah, I'm gonna say that that was some bad luck there. I really didn't mean it, but yeah, it was very interesting. I mean, it kind of. The way it changed my focus, I was really focused, like, oh, I got Linus! Oh, what's the gap? You know, I need I need to push the pass. And I had uh, Toby behind me, and all of a sudden I hit this squirrel, and everything just changed. I kind of <laughs> forgot what was going on, and I got really flustered. Um, but, yeah, I said my prayers that lap for the squirrel and uh, kept going, and I saw it chilling um, in the corner of turn four. <laughs>
8: It's been a real fight from you guys since you unloaded. Are you pleased that you've been able to
9: salvage what you have? Yeah, I mean, I think that was really good. From uh, going from race one to race two, I mean, this track is really tough to pass, especially with these bumps, and um, the straights are just so short. But I think we we did go to salvage what we had after my mistake in practice one. The team put the car back together, and uh, I kind of (laughs) was, yeah, it was. I mean, it was good.
8: Okay, we appreciate your time. Thank you.
9: Thank you. And uh, I'd just like to speak for everyone at IndyCar
1: Radio. We extend our condolences to the family of that squirrel. Uh, gotta love street course racing, and I uh, gotta love the personality of David Malukas as he comes home in the third position. Again, the podium today Kirkwood, Lundquist, and Malukas. Next up for Indy Lights, as I mentioned moments ago, off to Road America for a doubleheader weekend. Great job by Michael Young and Jake Query, Rob Howden, and Joel Sebastianelli there in Pitt Lane. Uh, engineering from Rick Evans. Producing on site in Indianapolis is Sam Rumps. And the general manager, Chris Pollock for Davey Hamilton. I'm Nick Yeoman. Again, noon Eastern time, about a half hour from now, Mark James will have pre-race coverage for the race number two of the Chevrolet Detroit Grand Prix. Congratulations to Kyle Kirkwood sweeping the weekend here on IndyCar Radio from Detroit. So long for now.